Welcome to the second episode of the Church Planter Starter Kit Podcast. Glad you're here. I'm here to help pastors and church planters like you connect your church websites and brand to the heart of the people you're called to reach. And in fact, I got some free help for you today. I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of today's podcast, so stay tuned for that. Well, here's a common issue that I see all the time from pastors and church planters. It's this. It's the fact that they're intimidated by church websites. They're intimidated by the fact that somehow this responsibility, like a million others, has fallen into their lap, right? Because most pastors and planters just lack experience or expertise in the area of building websites and all the stuff that goes into that. So it's very, very natural for pastors and planners to just be really kind of intimidated or overwhelmed at the fact that that's somehow on their to-do list. Well, let me share a quick story real quick. Way back in the day when I was in college, I remember one of my roommates, his family came up to visit us uh, over a you know football weekend, came to watch a game or whatever, and kind of like leave it to Beaver or something, the mom brought some brownies for us. And she had it in a little Tupperware container, left them with us after the weekend so we could, you know, finish them off during the week. And I noticed in the little Tupperware container that she left with the brownies in it, she had a piece of bread just laying in the Tupperware container. And I remember asking my friend about it, like, why is there just a random piece of bread stuck in the Tupperware? Uh, holding our brownies. And he said, oh, because the bread soaks up the moisture and it keeps the brownies fresh. And so after he tells me that, it's like, duh, that's a no-brainer. Like, that makes total sense. How come I've never heard of this? How come we never did this when I grew up? You know, it's just one of those kind of light bulb moments. And that's often what I find with church planters and pastors when we get to talking about church websites or brands. In other words, after I begin to kind of talk to them about it a little bit, you see this light bulb kind of go off on their head that they go, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. I hadn't thought about it that way. So we're in the first series of our uh, podcast uh, that we started last week, episode one. You can go back and listen to that if you haven't had a chance to, and that'll kind of introduce the series that we're in right now, but there's kind of three things I want us to accomplish together in this first podcast series. And the and the first main goal or whatever is is just for you to know that your church website and your church brand are probably more important than you think. Okay, that's the piece of bread and the Tupperware moment. That if you'll just spend a few minutes here, you'll probably go, oh yeah, uh, I don't know why I didn't know notice that before. That happens every single time I talk to a pastor or church planter about websites and brands. Um, they go, oh yeah. So your church website and church brand are probably more important than you think. That's that's one of the things I want us, uh, a goal I have for us in this series is for you to, to get that and go, okay, but don't panic. The second thing I want to do is... I know that you would probably say again, I don't know anything about church websites or branding or anything like that's not my wheelhouse. And I just want to tell you, the second thing I want to do in this series is tell you that's not your fault. 
okay, that you don't know that. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility, right? It's not your fault that you don't know anything about church websites and branding and all that world, but ultimately it still is part of your responsibility. And then here's the good news I want you to know. Your church website and your church brand are probably more important than you think, number one. Not knowing anything about it is not your fault, but it still is your responsibility. And number three, hopefully this is really, really good news for you. You are not alone, okay? You can do this well. I am here to help, right? Jesus sent disciples out two by two. So as you launch out to build your church website, your church brand, don't know anything about it, you now have a number two. I'm your number two. We'll go out two by two together. Okay, so let's recap where we started. We started our series off just by going through what I call the five missional marketing maxims. Five missional marketing maxims. Okay, so let me run through those real quick, and today we're just going to dive a little bit deeper into that first maxim. So here they are, five missional maxims. Missional marketing maxim number one. The people you're called to reach are the people in your community least interested in you being there. People you're called to reach are the people in your community least interested in you being there, and that is one one tough demographic, right? Maxim number two. Nearly every person you're called to reach is going to interact with your brand and website when considering your church, right? That's just the current reality we live in in North America. Number three, your brand and website will either confirm the suspicions of those you're called to reach, confuse them, or help you confront them. Okay, number four, your brand and website is your always-on digital missionary. And number five, your brand and website may never be more important than they are in the first five years of your church plant when you are likely most vulnerable as you get started, right? So those are the five missional marketing maxims. We just kind of ran through those quickly in that first podcast to introduce them. Today, we're going to jump into that first um, first maxim, right? The people you're called to reach are the people in your community least interested in you being there. Now, I was listening to a, another uh, podcast. It was kind of a, I don't even know how I ran across it, random pod, podcast, Ricky Gervais, of all people, right? And he's talking in this uh, one part of this podcast. He's kind of bemoaning the fact that there's just a lack of real helpful content on the internet and in the world of podcasting, right? So they're they're kind of bemoaning the fact that, man, there's just so much content out there. Uh, a lot of it just seems to be gibberish, and a lot of it is, hey, you can, you know, things like, if you'll do this on your YouTube channel and wear a crazy hat and do something crazy, then you can start to get advertisers and you can start to make money. And, and his point is, that's not helpful content. It may help the YouTuber earn some money, but it's not helpful for his audience or any audience, right? So he's talking about that, and as he gets a little more frustrated about that, he he says, you know what it's like? It's like if you're in New York City, and you open up the window in your building, and you shout out of the window, right? And yeah, you might reach a lot of people that are walking about in New York City, but none of them want to hear from you, 
right? And you could open your window. He said, you could open your window the next day. You could stick your head out. You could shout again. You could reach a whole nother set of people. But the reality is they don't want to hear it, okay? So he says, so often the internet has become like a like a junk drawer, you know, you have your junk drawer in your house or your apartment or whatever, and everybody's junk drawer is somewhat unique to them as to what winds up in there. And it's like you take that junk drawer, go over to the window in some high-rise building in downtown New York, and just kind of dump the junk drawer out the window. Yeah, it might hit a lot of people, but nobody wants what's in the junk drawer, right? Okay, and that's, unfortunately, that's kind of like the demographic the the people you're called to reach in your community, right? Because as a as a pastor or church planter, we are not again planting or starting churches with an aim of just going out and pulling other Christians that are already plugged into other churches into our church. That's that's not why you're there. Okay. So therefore that means the people you're called to reach, we've got to own the fact that these are actually the people least interested in you being there, right? They're not interested, most of them, in the church. That's why they're not a part of one, okay? And so if we're not careful, we slap up a website, create a church brand, and it's kind of like opening a window in New York. We, we wind up just saying stuff that, yeah, even if it reaches a lot of people, doesn't mean they want to hear it, right? So the story that we talked about last time in that first podcast, you can go back and listen to that. I, I said, you know, imagine if Starbucks was was trying to do all their marketing research to figure out if they should open a new store, and all the research comes back like, nope, nobody, you know, that's, that's not a good spot for us. Um, and yet they move forward and put a Starbucks. They wouldn't do that, right? And yet as a, a church planter in particular... Um, that's that's what you're actually doing, and and therefore we need to just own that and say that's okay. That's tough. I'm probably going to have to think about that a little bit. Uh, for me, in my context, you know, I'm here in the in the South, the beloved South, where we will fry anything and everything, eat it. So not a big shocker that there's lots of folks that um, maybe have are carrying around a little more weight than they should. And in my uh, town, I remember it wasn't too long ago. A new doctor rolls into town, you know, that's coming from kind of a, a different context, a different culture, not from the South, he comes in, you know, gets a job at the hospital in town or whatever, and he decides he's going to open this, like, super high-end, crazy, healthy juice bar thing downtown, okay, in our little downtown. Well, uh, and, and just kind of cram it down the city's throat that, hey, you're all overweight and you need this high-end, super crazy juice bar stuff or whatever. Um, guess how long that lasted? Not very long at all, right? And so we've got to know that our demographic that we're trying to reach with our church website, like that, it, it's tough. We're talking to people that, you know, aren't interested in us being there. So you can think of it this way. Imagine you're in New York City again. You're in that building. You open the window up. It's uh, eight o'clock in the morning. So there's people everywhere walking to work. Right? You open that window up in New York City. You stick your head out and you shout to all these people. They can all hear you. 
you grab a, a megaphone or whatever, and you shout your church vision statement or your church mission statement out the window. We exist to glorify God and make, you know, something like that. Making and maturing, just whatever, okay? How many people heard you? Well, probably tons of people. How many of them care? Probably few to none, okay? So we've got to, to again, learn own that, and I'm here to help say, okay, well, how do we solve that problem? How do we connect them? How did we get into this mindset to begin with? You know, so, so here are, I think, five reasons why we as pastors and church planners forget how tough our target demographic is that we're trying to talk to with our website. In other words, these are five reasons I think we forget how tough it is to actually connect our church websites and brands to the hearts of the people we're called to reach, because the people we're called to reach, that's really a tough demographic. Reason number one, I think, why we forget this sometimes is, this may be the Captain Obvious statement of the day, but we just never thought about it, right? We just never considered that the people we're, we're called to reach as a church planter, as a pastor, we don't think of them in terms of a tough demographic to connect with online. But like I said, the minute you take about two seconds to stop and think about it, you go, oh yeah, that's a pretty big challenge. I hadn't thought about it that way. So one is, one reason we forget how tough it is to connect with the people we're called to reach online is we just never thought about it. Okay, a second reason is that uh, for many of us, right, we're, we're coming out of maybe like a church planning residency, maybe seminary, but a lot of the times we're coming from this environment, this little microclimate, maybe we, we might call it, where we're surrounded by other church planters, other like-minded people. Uh, I lived, uh, we, my family and I lived just for like a short period of time, about three years in Southern California, uh, a, a city called Temecula in Southern California. It had this weird thing that, that it was called a microclimate. So literally a few miles up the road or a few miles down the road, it might get much hotter in the summer, but just the way it, it was, uh, Temecula was kind of one mountain range inland from the beach, okay, and therefore you don't get that lovely beach weather, but literally like every day, almost like clockwork, um, in the summertime, at about 3 to 3.30 in the afternoon, the ocean breeze would kick in, and it would drop temperatures compared to towns literally, again, just north or just just south, and you, you know, you get used to that. And so, again, for many of us as church planters, right, we, we've been talking to other church planters in church planting residencies, and that's kind of where our mind is. And we're, we're caught up in our kind of little microclimate, and we forget, oh, yeah, but that's not the people I'm called to reach. They're not thinking about those things. They're not talking about those things. That's not the world that they live in. So that's another reason I think we forget at how tough it is to connect with the people we're called to reach online. Number three, I think often, right, when you start to plant a church, the first people you start kind of talking to or maybe tracking with you are oftentimes are like existing Christians, maybe they're existing relationships, right, people that you know that are going to go with you to help plant this church, maybe they're... Um, uh, they're locally, and, and they already kind of have this strong leadership, um, you know, desire inside of them. That's 
and, and they're kind of ignited by your vision and mission, kind of that, you know, hey, we've been waiting for something like this. We've been wanting something like this. Like those are the people that often, you know, make up like a core team or wind up as your kind of early adopters and you need them. That's great. That's awesome. But we forget, we can forget, right? We're spending so much time with them that that's kind of like our second little microclimate that, that we forget. Oh yeah. These are the people that are going to help me help go reach the people we're called to reach, but you spend a lot of time with them. Right. And again, we can just forget. Yeah. But the people I want to connect with online, the people we're called to reach are not quite as easy as my, you know, core team people are. They're not tracking with me, okay? So reason number four uh, that I think we forget how tough it is to connect with people called reach, uh, another obvious one, you're just too overwhelmed, right? There's so much stuff to do as a church planter, so much other stuff other than thinking through church website and church brand, and there's just so much to do. And you don't know where to begin. Like, where would I even start to, 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 you know, where would I even start with trying to figure out how to connect with, with the people I'm called to reach online? And we don't know where to turn for help. Uh, shameless plug. That's why Church Planner Starter Kit exists. That's why I'm here is to help with this. Uh, so we're just too overwhelmed with other stuff. We don't even know where to begin. Like, how would I do that? And it's just not a skill we possess, right? Okay, so that kind of brings us back full circle. That, that's why I think when it comes to your church brand and your church website, I know it's intimidating, I know it feels scary, and I would say, again, the fact that you, you're not great at this, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But it is your responsibility, right? You do have to lead the way even in this area. And again, that's why I'm here. That's why Church Planner Starter Kit exists. The kit itself is a seven-week missional marketing course for busy church planners to connect your church website and brand to the people you're called to reach, right? That, but that's what this podcast is, is here to help you do. The articles um, on the website, that's what they're here to help you do. It's here to help you kind of embrace these five missional maxims and then learn to be a great digital missionary. Learn to use your church website and your church brand to connect to the heart of the people you're called to reach, right? To bring the gospel to them, to serve them, to be good news. Okay, so here is uh, something you can do today to start to take some action to get a better grasp on, well, how could I, instead of forgetting that, oh yeah, that's the demographic, that's the, the people I'm called to reach, yeah, they're not innately, inherently interested in me being here. So how could I begin to reach out and connect with them online? What would that look like? Where could I start so I'm not overwhelmed? Well, if you will go to the uh, website, I'll give you the address in a second. I've got just a simple PDF, and it's going to give you one of the questions. It's actually one of the questions we use in the Church Planner Starter Kit, the seven-week missional marketing course. And this is a fantastic question. Here's what I want you to do. You're going to download this. It's going to give you a great question that, that you can go ask the people you're called to reach. Just normal, casual conversation as you're you know, connecting with the people in your city that you're um, you know, longing to reach with the gospel. This will give you a really fantastic question to ask them. Okay, And you want to just ask this question. 
uh, honestly and then listen and then make note of that. Whether you write it down in a notebook, in a journal, in your phone, whatever. You want to ask this question. You want to listen humbly, okay? And you want to write down their answers because they're going to tell you when you ask this question things that you that you can then use to say, how would I address that on the website? How can I speak to that on our church website? How can I make sure that our brand um, uh, acknowledges that, connects with the kinds of people that um, that are giving me this kind of feedback to this question, okay? And then, like, bonus, bonus, so you can go get that for free. I'll tell you where in a second. You can go download that. But you can even have, like, some of your core team people ask the same question, right? Um, so you can kind of take this and say and, and show them how they can do it and they can listen and they can come back and you you guys can all talk about this and you would have um, pretty quickly some really good ammunition or uh, resources or insight into okay I see how then we could begin to talk to them to connect with uh, the people we're called to reach on our website because now we've heard from them and we've listened and they're they're kind of telling us what they're thinking about, and you can go after that on the website. So to get that free resource, you can go to churchplanterstarterkit.com forward slash two. It's episode two, churchplanterstarterkit.com forward slash two. There'll be um, that free resource that you can download. You can also look at the show notes for today's episode in uh, you know your Apple podcast player, uh, Overcast, whatever podcast kind of software you use on your app you use on your phone look in the show notes and you'll see a link also to uh, that resource churchplannerstarterkit.com forward slash two thanks for spending time with me today Uh, again hope to help you connect your church website and brand to the heart of the people you're called to reach next time we'll touch on missional maxim number two and take a deeper dive in Uh, into that. Until then, hope you have a great week and hope you connect with the people you're called to reach so that you can give them the good news of Jesus. Jesus.